Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit, and today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. okay i had a a therapy session which was the first one in a way i kind of skipped out on therapy during the days yeah um and i i worked with her the other day just reminded me of how helpful she is she's just a really really good therapist i know i say that all the time but i mean it well Um, sometimes i think like a break like brings that more into focus when you go back yeah yeah i you know sometimes i just get get kind of it just feels like one extra thing to do mm-hmm. instead of feeling like some ready to go to you know what i mean yep uh and she's always been really good about like you know giving me off of her list or whatever you know what i yeah. mean she's she's so i went back and we were talking and i had this breakthrough and i think i've thought of it before and i think i might have even talked about it before but it kind of really incorporated yep. for some reason um, and we were talking about part of the, the physical issues that I was having during the winter. Mm. And, um, one of the things that I know I've talked about this before, ways that I was abused was with temperature. Yeah. So I would be put like in water for long periods of time. You know, I would put, get my hand put like in water that, you know, that kind of stuff, like extreme temperatures. And I think what's happening is when it's cold out and I'm uncomfortably cold, mm-hmm. I'm not just getting the issues with the arthritis and stuff. Stuff. I think I'm also extremely muscular tense because of that trigger. Yeah. So I think I, I kind of figured that out a little bit, which was kind of cool. Um, it's opened up kind of a, a little bit of a floodgate for other symptoms I haven't had recently. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, I, I've been having intrusive thoughts quite a bit, um, which is always a struggle. But at the same time, um, I the night after that therapy session, I went and I took a shower. And the whole time I was in the shower, I had these intrusive thoughts. And then I realized, like, okay... Well, I had therapy, so that brought up stuff. And then I was in the shower, which is always triggering right. for me. And it kind of has to do with the stuff we were talking about. So, like, I knew that I was having just, like, a totally reactive response yeah. to this. But I had 
I was convincing myself in the shower that my oldest son wasn't my child. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I had this whole thing. We're going to, like, find out when he's in his 30s that he actually has a different dad. And, like, yeah, like, it was, it was, yeah. And I caught myself in it because I was, like, starting to get really angry and upset. And as I'm, like, washing my hair, you know? yeah. And I kind of caught myself and I was like, okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> Let's think about this. What's for a going on here? Right. You know, and they kept trying to pop up, and you know, it's it, it's just amazing to me how stupid they can be. Yeah. But how real they can feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're younger. I would get a lot of them around me doing something bad to them. You know, like me kicking them. Me, you know, there are all these things in my mind that I was saying, oh, yeah, yeah. What if you did this? What if you, you know? Right. And it was, it was all these, these stress thoughts. But this was a new one. This was a new one. I never, I've never had one come out. One of my kids wasn't actually mine. <laughs> that is crazy. It is. It is. And the reality of it, how real it feels always shocks me yeah it always amazing because it does feel so so i came out of the shower and i told i told jessica right (laughs) i just had 20 minutes of thinking (laughs) that you know he wasn't my son so yeah yeah that was and she just laughed same time it's not funny but it it was good to be able to put a context to everything within the moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not something that always happens. And that's a level of, I mean, that's a level of intrusive thoughts. I won't say that I've never had, but that I have regularly. My intrusive thoughts are like usually fairly quick to come in and then I can get rid of you, not get rid of them, but like say, you know, this is, this is reality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and most of my intrusive thoughts come from like momentary things of like, I should just go kill myself or I should just do this or I should, you know, and then there's an emotion and, and I can visually see myself doing it, but I don't usually like ruminate on them. And that's, yeah, that's amazing to me. And, and it, I, it would suck. I mean, I yeah. just, I can't even imagine. Yeah. 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 It sucks. It definitely sucks. It, it, it feels sometimes borderline delusional. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if you didn't have the insight about it, it could be similar. You know, yep. I think that's kind of the difference. That one has very little kind of insight. Figure it out a little bit. Right, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's very much long stories. And it, it's always like a cascade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this, you know. Um so I've been dealing with those a little recently, but not, I haven't been struggling with them in the past. Gotcha. You know, it isn't the constant thing. Yeah. Um, which is that, that's definitely one that, I think that's probably one of the more common ones, people. Call of the void. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it felt, it felt good to, to kind of call it out in and of it yeah. and not have to sit with it. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's what would typically happen is I would think of it and then I would just not always be able to get away. But I do find that talking about it's the best way to cause it. Oh, good. You know, especially with if I just kind of say what it was, 
realizes the feelings around. That's nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's been my experience lately. (laughs) (laughs) So what, I mean, has it, has this all, you said you've been dealing more, is this from the therapy session or is it? I would guess so. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't spend a lot of time in my history. Yep. It's very, very, very little. Um, so when we do, sometimes it, it provokes different response. Um, so yeah, yeah, we don't, it's, I was talking to her about this one. So the experiences of trauma are in me that it, it almost feels like, yeah, can feel overwhelming. Yeah. Because there are so many about them, the more I remember how many. You know what I mean? It's one of those yep. where my mind has just kind of put that stuff away, since, and not to provoke that. Yeah. My yep. goal is to life with that impacting it the least, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, what it sounds like, I know, but um, what it sounds like is like, so instead of individualizing the stories, just kind of like, it's the trauma. Right. You know, and you're moving that to the side. Right. So when things come up, they come up because of your current situation, your current life situation. You're not actually getting them out. Right. And yeah. Okay. Right. right. That, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I, I'm going to use the word idolize, but that's not the word I'm looking Envious. There we go. I'm envious that that is the way they do things. Cause we've kind of talked about that a little yeah. bit and I'm really trying to start doing that more because that is, it seems, I don't know if I'm, if it is or not, but it seems like a much healthier way. It is for me. Yeah. It is for me. I've, I've tried it the other way Mm -hmm. and that was fairly destructive for me. Um, I took a a class that you, you delve into like your past and you come up with stuff. And I think, I got a lot out of that. Yeah. But at the same time, I, what I got out of it might not have been worth the cost of experience. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like kind of micro experience was provocative. Well, you know, it just it yeah. kind of the more I, I opened the gate, the more kind of for individual experience and, I don't want to remember that. Right. You know, if I can block out the fact that whatever yeah. got locked away or got burned or got poked or, you know, <laughs> it could be whatever. I mean, you'd be amazed what people can do with that. I mean, it just, it's not, it's not reflect on it that way. It's much more helpful for me to say, this is part of my trauma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Rather than like, like I, I don't like Dennis. Right. It's not, I don't like Dennis because of this specific situation. 300 times that I went to this dentist and got abused. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's just, and I think that helps too, is that because of being trafficked five people. Yeah. Right. So, it's almost like, in a way, in my mind, closer things like the dentist, for instance, 
I can identify that as just <laughs> right, right. Not you know multiple things. Yeah. Um, I identify another one as the chubby guy. <laughs> you know, I identify another one as the tall guy. I identify another one as the guy that liked pain, and then my dad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there are these identifiers for them, and that uh, type of abuse gets put into its category. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's um, in metaphysics and other aspects too. Like we talk about, you know. Um, not giving something too much more. Right. You know, so coming up with a nickname that's maybe descriptive or maybe even a little silly yeah. is a way to to disconnect from that trauma or from that piece, yeah. from that negativity without delving into it every time you mention it or every time it comes back up. Right. You know, so yeah. Right, yeah. I can think of, when I think of the dentist, I think of the office that I was taking, right? When I think of... The fat guy, I think of like specific things that you know what I mean. There, yeah. there's they all have specific things that come with them that I think of rather than like what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, you you're not thinking of the actual experiences, like how it's affecting you now, right? You know, and that's what you're classifying. It's right, like, you know, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Yeah, that's, well, it's that's that you've ruminated for twenty minutes while washing your hair, right? <laughs> but it is cool that you were able to like yeah. pull out of it and then kind of chuckle about it, which is yeah. You know, I mean, as my brain was literally pumping this shit in, I was thinking, to myself, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, it just all kinds of crazy yep. shit, and it was just you know, I can tell you if I connect it, it's the therapy. Mixed with the fact that, um, you know, my mother accused her of cheating on me. Like, I yeah. mean, there's all these little things and I they get put into this pie. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, my mother asked her if my own was mine, like, just straight out one day. And she was... Dying of cancer and couldn't hide her right nastiness. Right, I was like, I but, if I remember right, that was that was when she was it was, was right in hospice. The end, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's been my experience recently. Good therapy work and good results. Yeah. I think I would say that. So yeah, absolutely. Being able to move through it like that is definitely nice. Very nice. Here with Deb Burke. Do you go by Deb or Deborah or yeah. Deb? Okay. Um, so Deb's gonna talk to us a little bit about animals. She's an animal healer and animal communicator. Um, she's also an animal sitter. Uh, she's done a lot of work with animals, and animals are kind of the center of her life in a lot of ways. So we're going to be talking with Deb over the next couple of months to try to get a better understanding of healing animals and what that looks like and what it looks like to even get into that type of practice. So, Deb, how do we reach you and can you tell us a little bit about you? Sure. I'm so happy to be here, you guys. Thank you so <laughs> We're much. happy to have you. Oh, Definitely. Um, so, I can be reached at da.com 
B-U-R-K at roadrunner.com. Okay. All right. So that's your email address. Yep. Okay. And, or Facebook, um, Deb Burke, T-Touch Maine, Animal Connections. Nice. Okay. All right. So that's where people could get you for more of like your healing work and that kind of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. So... Um, tell us a little bit about you. Like, what what do you offer? What could I call you for help with? Ah, uh, so the first thing that people call me for is for pet sitting, which wasn't where I started out. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> it wasn't my plan in the world, but it's certainly something that has has developed, and I get calls every day for it. Um, but I do a combination of Tellington Tea Touch, okay, Reiki body work and then I pull on essential oils to support the animals nice. in that way that they need. How did you go from I've got a farm, I've got all these really cool animals to these animals need my help? Like I imagine it as as it may have occurred for me with like okay, I have these animals now something's wrong, they don't feel well. How do I help them? And then that led me on like so how did how did that evolve for you? Yeah, so um, it's the same. It's it's exactly the same. I you know ha- now have thirty two animals on my farm, and there are chickens and sheep and goats and dogs and cats. Bunnies? Did I leave bunnies yes. out? Yes. Yeah, you had bunnies. Yeah. And cats. <laughs> Anyways, so there's a there's a lot of animals living on my farm, but things weren't in balance. Things didn't feel feel right. And uh, there was one particular day where my husband was out with my dad in the yard with the dogs and dad and mom were getting ready to leave. And um, my dog, Bailey, who was a fairly new rescue, just sauntered across the road to check things out. Wasn't in a race, wasn't trying to get away, wasn't trying to run. And you live in kind of a rural area. I I mean, it's not like it's... I yeah. live on a very fast road because a lot of people travel to get to work on my road. So it yeah. has to be one of one those One of those roads. old back roads that ends up being a highway. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. Well, my husband called to Bailey, and when he did, a truck came down over the hill. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that was, that was it for Bailey. That was oh. it. And Dan called me at school. I was working. And he said, Deb, I have to take it. And I, I lost it. I absolutely lost it. I, I jumped in my car. I literally left my body emotionally. Yeah. Um, and just drove. Just that crisis mode. Yeah. 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 And the loss was huge. It was just really, really. I didn't know where to turn, and I did. And that summer, I was doing a scrapbooking. Well, it wasn't scrapbooking. Um, a vision board. I was doing mm. a vision board. Yeah. With a group like of a manifestation. People. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I happened to sit across from this woman um, who had all these magazines with animals. <laughs> <laughs> I can just flash back to your childhood and your room with all of the little cutouts. And Somebody that speaks your language. <laughs> right, and Deb is just, yep, slow nod, yes, absolutely. <laughs> that was exactly it. And she said, hi, I'm Kathy. And we started talking, and... I found out that she was Kathy Drage, animal yep. communicator. Right. Yeah. And even saying Who's that been on the show. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even saying that right now I get all these shivers. And I said, huh. And 
during that vision board creation, um, I invited her to come down to the farm and check things out and uh-huh. see what was going on. What could I do to support my animal? And she was she was absolutely amazing. I always get choked up when I talk about Catherine. All right. Yeah. <laughs> because she's such a heart connection for me. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yep. I just wouldn't. And she was one of those people in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she still is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, she still is. Passing over the tissues. Today. Um, so Kathy came to my house and asked me, you know, she said, do you know anything? She knew I did Reiki. I've been doing Reiki for a while. Um, I don't think I was a Reiki master at that time. Okay. But I was a Reiki practitioner. No, I wasn't a Reiki master at that time. Um. And she asked me if I knew about Tellington, and I told her I hadn't. And she said, well, you need to learn about Linda Tellington-Jones, and you need to learn about T-Touch. I don't know that she said it that way, because Kathy wouldn't say it that way. Right. But, <laughs> but in my mind. But that's the energy that came across, <laughs> right. yeah. I heard. So she had said that she had been wanting to meet Linda for a while, and um, we actually made a plan to do our first T-Touch training together. Yeah. Oh, that is amazing. And it was brilliant. We actually did three of our T-Touch trainings together. Um, but anyways, I'll, I'll back up a little bit here. Um, so I realized that that was, that was where I, what I needed to do next. So I had my Reiki. I was working on my T-Touch training. I knew, I knew in that first T-Touch class that I had to do that work. It was exactly, exactly what I needed. Nice. So you, you said you went somewhere, so it wasn't like in the, you know, town away or anything like that. Oh, boy. No, no. T-Touch took me around North America. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Really... So this is pretty involved then. I mean, traveling that far. It was it was great. It was six, five or six years of my life spent one week a year because of teaching. I couldn't travel during the year. I had to, oh, yeah. I had to do my work during the summer. Um, and so I did some training with Linda in Colorado. Wow. And then I think my second training was when I turned 50. And Linda offered to have students go to her home in oh Hawaii. Oh, my. With the dolphins. Oh, oh my, my gosh. So I said now to I'm my jealous. husband, yeah, I'm <laughs> right? like, you know what? this has to be my 50th birthday present. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> so Kathy and Dan and I went to Hawaii for my 50th birthday and spent oh a week with Linda in Hawaii. Oh, wow. Swimming with the dolphins. Swimming with the dolphins. And the best part of that trip wasn't swimming with the dolphins. It was swimming with the sea turtles. Oh, oh my. I love sea turtles. They were everywhere. I love sea turtles. Yeah. I love sea turtles. You're probably one of the people that can go to the aquarium and have the sea turtle follow you around, aren't you? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. And my wife now, I mean, because I love to go to those types of places because I just love nature. And I know that they're confined in those places but they're treated fairly decently you know they really the bio, the biologists really go through what they can go through to try to give them a decent home and so we go often if i can find an aquarium we go to an aquarium because i love them and she has found like she points it out to me now that the turtle always follows me <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a really important 
point that you make, Jason, um, because there's such a split between those people who find zoos, aquariums, those kinds of non-natural places yeah. for animals to an abusive place for animals to be because they're in captivity. Yeah. They're not living their natural life. Um, having said that, how do most people get an opportunity to make a heart connection right. with a wild animal if they don't have an opportunity yeah. to see it, to yeah. know what it's about, and to get educated? Well, yeah. and, and different programs, I mean, and different programs are different. I mean, there are some that are really just in it for the money, and, and, and those can tend to be a little bit more abusive. But there have been zoos that have led the the way for rehabilitation. Right. Um, you know, we, we have several around here, actually, that that are all about rehabilitation, right. you know. Right. They and, take animals that can't be in the wild. Right. I think that's more of a modern thing. That probably I is, I really yeah. do. I think, um, I think it was probably, you might know this better, but I know in the, I think it was the late 80s, early 90s, yes. there was this total shift in zoo mentality. Mm, yeah. From more of like rehab, caring for animals, helping propagate, you know, new yes. animals, that kind of a thing, versus just, keeping them in a cage for people to stare at. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. And the enrichment that happens for those animals at this point. They take so much effort mm-hmm. to I I went to this one in Oklahoma. It's one of the bigger zoos in the country, the Oklahoma Zoo. And they had this and I'm getting chills. They had this animal program for the elephants mm-hmm. and they would literally ship in grass from Africa. Oh my god! They were shipping the type of grass that they should be eating. Aww. It was amazing it's to beautiful. watch how much effort they put into yeah. just making them feel at home and keeping them in their natural diets. You yeah. know. Yeah. And when you when I think about Tintach and experience over the course of her life and the zoos that she visited and the connections with so many of the touches that we touch they're all named after animals that she's had connections with like the python lift came from a python that she worked with wow um, oh my. so they almost the animals taught her how to do it wow yeah wow, wow. that's incredible See, I, <laughs> I know very little bit about a little of of about the talented tea touch and except for you know what you and, and kathy actually have talked about yeah. but that's so, amazing i didn't realize that's a, a good, what, what is it? Like, yeah. What does that look like? What does T-Touch look like? So, for, it's so hard to describe T-Touch because there's that philosophical approach and then there's the practical piece. And so, for me, what I've come to be comfortable saying is, is that T-Touch is, in fact, a way of being with a variety of species in a balanced, supportive way. And if they aren't in balance, then Teach Touch can help support them um, using touch, using groundwork, and equipment like wraps. Like, you know, okay. the Thunder Shirt? Yeah, that absolutely. That everybody knows. So the Thunder Shirt came from the work that Linda Tellington Jones using wraps on animals. When they were feeling and anxious and huh. nervous. Oh, wow. You know what I've always assumed it came from was the um, Temple Grandin. Was uh, the, you know, with cows, how they yeah. compress them. Yeah. But that's cool. I didn't know that. So that was a T-Touch thing, the Thunder 
Yeah. Um, I think the concept started with the work that Linda did with Raps, and then yeah. they took it, and it's changed over you know, yeah. time. Yeah, they now, made money off of it. Right. <laughs> figured right. out a way to put it on easy. <laughs> and some other um, equipment that I've seen out there in the animal world, like the calming cap, you may see a calming cap. But it's not necessarily the way that it came from the T-Touch world. Yeah. But it has been used out there and marketed and turned into something. Um, I know what a common cap is. I was just you saying, I have no idea what a common cap is. I think yeah. Ed's over there like, like, what is a common cap? No, go ahead. Go, no, you, please. <laughs> what is a common cap? What does it look like? So it's just, again, it, it's a wrap and when you think of an ace bandage okay that's Mm -hmm. a wrap it's just an ace bandage and what's happened is that um holes may be cut in the top of that bandage for um it to fit down over the head and and velcroed at the bottom it's not put on tight it's just there there's no pressure at all involved in any of these wraps it's just just an awareness for that animal to remember their perfection and yeah. be in their body and it works on a neurological level that um allows the animal to feel safe and secure it's like grounding them almost right yeah well, it right. makes sense most animals are very few animals are actually solitary you know what i mean like most of the animals that we have uh you know um interaction with like you know cows and 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 sheep but but even like cats they they generally are our family so that nearness that 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 closed in not closed in but that that space that nearness space must be very comforting yeah and we could try to put a wrap on you and see how that feels (laughs) for you because that's the piece that linda's been working with most recently is doing t-touch for you for humans touch for humans oh my we're we're animals right i mean it makes sense So one of the wraps that's a really, really simple wrap to do is a figure eight over the shoulders, across the back. And what it does is to bring awareness to our upper body. So if we're sitting all hunched over at the computer and working all day and you're like, oh man, I just feel like I'm all shut down, closed down. Put a shrug wrap on and just, it just sets you right up for stretching up and moving up and just remembering, ah, this is how my body feels. Oh, that right. is cool, that and that's what it does for the animals. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's amazing. And the great thing about T Touch is that you're always able to change things up. Yeah. Well, how about trying this, or how about trying this, or just looking at the possibility of what you could do uh, do to support an animal based on what you see happening for them in any given moment. Some animals may not even accept that wrap. Right. And in which case, you wouldn't even put it on. But when we work with wraps, it's either on for a moment, a couple of seconds, depending on what the animal is able to handle. Yeah. And some animals may not be able to. But you can always take little steps, little steps, and build their trust and build their ability to feel like yeah. it's okay to be in their bodies in any given time. It's funny, my... my uh, and. <clears throat> I, I, even though Kathy corrected me, I'm going to continue to refer to him as my little redheaded stepchild. <laughs> uh, Ryder is one of our dogs, and he's a he's a he's a spaniel chihuahua mix. So he's like all over the place, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's so adorable, but he cannot he can't tolerate the pressure. He doesn't like that. 
Now, my Catahoula, Luna, she loves it. She loves it. And she also, to my surprise and pleasant surprise, because she can be very aggressive at times toward people she doesn't know. She's one of those family dogs, you know, where she doesn't really like outside of the family people yeah. unless it's a kid and yeah. they can come over and do whatever. But if an adult walks in my home that isn't one of us, yeah. she can get aggressive. Yeah. Um, she gets used to people over time. But the point is, is that I got a muzzle for her mm-hmm. and she loves it. Mm-hmm. She feel I she just acts so much more calm and in her body and and like she would around anybody else with it on it's almost like she knows that that is her like this is what you're wearing because this is happening it's like her putting on her shirt to go outside yeah it's right. her safety it's her security yeah. isn't it she knows that when she's got her muzzle on that she's safe yeah it's and amazing she doesn't have to be the boss and I, for the longest time, was so afraid of putting a muzzle on yeah. her. I always just connected it with bad, you know? Well, not but a lot of people do. She loves it. There's a place for a muzzle. She loves it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I had had, and I've probably told this story before, I had a Great Dane that um, mm. was had had a hard time with one particular kid that had come to my house. And there were some potential reasons, but I'm, I'm not sure. Basically, for no reason, he bit her face, oh. top to bottom. Like, he went through her forehead, oh, through her no. nose, through her lip. Like, just one boom, and that was all it took yeah. for a little face and a huge oh, mouth. Um, so we ended up having to put him down yeah. because he had to have um, his brain looked at yeah. for her to not have to have like a billion shots or it it was this thing it just made it was better it was super traumatic and if it hadn't been for kathy drage i don't know that i would have made it through it because i would have never been able to take him to the vet to know that that process was starting if she hadn't walked me through that yes and talked to me about how he was okay with it and he understood but anyway all of that aside Ever since that experience, I've thought I will never have a dog that is even potentially afraid in a situation like that again. And that's why I did get the muzzle. But if I had known that dogs could react the way that Luna's reacted, I would have gotten one for him way forever ago. You know, Jason, I think one of the things that we don't realize as humans is that there's always a reason for the behavior with our animals and it's not the moment of a bite. There may have been a lot of things that have happened before that. Right. The dog may have been in pain. Um, there may have been some brain. It may have been just that situation. But yeah, that... we don't think about those kinds of things and we don't think from a dog's perspective. And that's what everybody kept saying was like, nobody knows why. Nobody knows why. And... It, it got to a point, actually, with the animal control officer where I had to tell him, like, I need you to stop talking about why. Yeah. If nobody knows why, why do we need to keep thinking about it? Like, you know, and the the younger girl that was over was of a different ethnicity. Um, so that was thrown out there. It easily um, could have been a trigger. Very different, just kind of body scent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you know, very afraid. So I think that 
I I believe that that's what did it yep. is the fear because this animal, uh, his name was Godric, was super sensitive to emotions. Yeah, like if I was downstairs and I yelled upstairs to one of the kids, it would make him uncomfortable. They're Just that watching. change in volume would make him. He was he was probably one of the more anxious dogs I've ever had. But again, he was a. He was a beautiful dog. He was my dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have pictures of him with, like, the kids riding on him. Because, you know, he just, he was an awesome family dog. But it was just this incident. And he was literally face level with the girl. And his mouth was bigger than her head. So it was hard. Yeah. But I, it, it's an intervention that I would have never considered. And now that you're talking about the wraps and stuff, I'm kind of putting that together and thinking, you know, maybe it does something similar for her. Maybe it calms her. Yeah. Yes, yes. Quieting, calming. And I think the more we are aware of what our enemy are aware of differences that E. Jane Eaton calls it, who is a teacup teacher, calls it um, lighting candles. Okay. Um, for each candle that's lit, each different little thing that ends up being a part um, of a situation for an animal to react. If we are able to reduce those candles, take some of that heat, yeah. we'll be able to keep an animal at a quieter pace. I love that analogy. Mm. It's an amazing analogy. Yeah, for lots of things. A lot, a lot in um, the T-Touch world in the world of free work, um, way of working with and observing from Sarah Fisher's perspective. Sarah was a T-Touch practitioner, amazing woman from England, and um, she's really developed her own way of working with animals. Um, Isn't that funny how it always evolves? Right. Always there are teachers, and that's what Sarah says. It always evolves. They are our teachers. We wouldn't go to the next level if it wasn't for an animal. You know, we wouldn't think outside that box if it wasn't for an animal and yeah. what it is that they need. Um, that box last week that I was telling you about, Yeah. he took me to learn about inland fish and wildlife's response to animals. I learned about the rehab people in the state. I learned about the people who transport. And... Every single one of these places I wouldn't have really understood or known about, or even the process of how do you deal with a sick animal right, if yeah. it hadn't been in my yard. So now I can take that information. I've been in touch with my local um, representative, and we're going to talk with people in the community about, well, what do you do when you end up with an animal in your yard who is sick or injured, and you need a response to that. Yeah. Um, other than to shoot it exactly yeah and that's what people in the community were saying just shoot it yeah um but there are other opportunities there are other things and so now we'll be able to educate people as to what do you do and i'm glad that you got that response you mentioned the inland fisheries and wildlife and my experience with them has been the same thing that i would have done was shoot it my experience is that they just come out they may trap them but then they dispose of them. Like, they don't care for them. They don't make sure that they, they get a better, you know. I mean, they may, I, 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 
I knew one of these officers, which is why I kind of understand how they do this. But I mean, they may even tell somebody, you know, oh, we're going to rehab it. And then they take it and dispose of it. So, I mean, it's it's great to hear that you were able to navigate around that <laughs> and actually find somebody that could help. Did they help at all or did they just kind of point you in a direction or? So it was, I'm standing in my, so let me just set the scene a little bit. This fox is in my barn. I've shut down the windows. I've shut down the doors. I'm standing in the only window that he can exit through. And he he came out, he looked at me, and then he would look around to see if he could find a way out. And the only way out was through that window over my shoulder. And all I had to do was bang on the window and he would go back. And I'm standing there talking to all these people on the phone, trying to get a response, trying to get some help from somebody. The Hmm. first call I made was at 7.30 in the morning, um, looking for some help about how do I do this? Because if I let this guy fly over my shoulder and go on his own, he's going to go back out there and he'll be back. He'll be back for more chickens. But the other thing is that he's sick. Yeah, he's he's going to get other things sick. So it it was a long four hour ordeal um waiting um ifnw didn't get back to me until four hours later at which point the trapper was at my gate and ifnw said so here's a list of people that you can call we animals unless they're sick or injured i said having range isn't sick and he said well if he was able to be he's not that sick yeah, that's been my experience too. And so I'm I'm so glad you were able to find somebody that was on board with helping the animal. Yeah, it, I did. Uh, the animal rehab person gave me the contact for somebody who could come and trap, but the cost was going to be two hundred and seventy five dollars oh, to oof. trap this fox. I had a long conversation with him um, about how I could do it myself. I realized that I didn't have the skill to do it myself, and I really didn't know how to handle a sick fox. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to have him come. I'll deal with paying the price later, but yeah. this fox needs to be trapped. He And they caught him in the net. I did find out that a red fox is very leery of a of a habit heart trap, and yeah. he won't be caught that way. Yeah, they're, they're just smart. too smart for they're it. Smart, yeah. So this guy was able, within five minutes, to go in, take a big net, catch him, put him in a cat carrier, and take him to rehab. Um, and then I put out a plea <laughs> on Facebook and said, you know, I had to pay to get him trapped. If anybody has any inclination to support me and paying for this i'm happy to do some t-touch reiki whatever it is that you need to support you if you're inclined and i got a call from one lady who said would you please come and do a training with kids in our school oh Oh my god that's right up your alley teach kids how to do t-touch and respect wildlife and respect animals and then i had another person that i was supposed to sit for cancel she said keep the money put it towards paying for transport. And then I had another $100 donation and then another $20 donation. That was my money that I needed. So the universe paid for it. Yeah, absolutely. Within 72 hours. Yeah, I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful for that. And if it wasn't for the the work that I do, this wouldn't have all shaken out the way it did, you know? 
So, yeah. I think people are going to get a lot out of this, so I appreciate you coming. I so appreciate it, and I do hope that whatever has come through today has come through from yeah as a way that people can get something from us. I know they will. Yeah. I know they will. This has been great. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so, so much. much. hope you enjoyed the show today remember you can always reach out to us through our facebook page at stumbling through enlightenment follow us on twitter at stumbling t-h-r-o-u-2 go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally that is stumbling through enlightenment.squarespace.com you can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.